welcome campers to your first day at camp. This afternoon we'll be taking a trip down to the lake for a swim, followed by a movie in the rec center hosted by the Retro Club. This week's movie, Airheads. Welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, Megan. And John. And this is Retro Club Goes to Camp. Hopefully, if all goes well. But <laughs> what? We kind of suck. We're already at camp. My God, we just started and these cats be <laughs> acting up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, oh, I didn't even think about what, uh, what, what happened this week. What's going on? We watched a movie you've never seen before. We did. That's the point. We'll get there. <laughs> Besides that. Um, honestly, it's just been a lot of birthdays and stuff like that. It's been really hot. We went to a family <sighs> reunion for your dad's side. Oh, my God. It's, I mean. We caught a lot of fish. Did go I mean, fishing. Yeah. But I was like stripping down. It was so freaking hot. I know. I changed into a tanky top. <laughs> um, Are you ready for the summer? <laughs> You've done that like the last three episodes. I just love that song. Um, Yeah, we hung outside as long as we could. It was way too freaking hot. Um, I don't know. This. Uh, I wish um, we had more to do, but we've more, got desk jobs, nine to fives, yeah. Monday through Friday. That, this really, isn't really summer for stuff. us. I mean, planning trips. Uh, I've been planning more stuff for the Patreon. You've been planning more stuff. Mm-hmm. We're so working on, which I don't know if I even mentioned that in our last episode. I may have, but we've got Patreon content coming. We don't have our Patreon live yet. Our goal is the beginning of July, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Going to be good stuff. Hopefully. I hope you like it. <laughs> we've been working hard. Don't be doing that. They're going to like it. Okay. Well, shoot. Dang. All right. Um, anyway, yeah, there's really not a whole lot going on in our lives this week. No, it's been a boring week, for, I think, for everybody. I yeah. guess we could talk about the Beach Boys and Vanilla Ice coming to our small town. Oh, that happened, yeah. Uh, I didn't get to see Ninja Rap. That kind of sucks ass, but... I really didn't have any desire to go to that, so I'm not heartbroken. <laughs> yeah, there's better ones coming. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's it. That's all she wrote. That was all she wrote. Another good song. So since this is a first Wednesday of the month, uh, this is only our second time doing this. So it's new. We've got two like we've uh, back to back special episodes because last Wednesday was a fifth Wednesday and we tried something new where we (laughs) did like a real time review of a movie. And then I this didn't even week, think about that, by the way. I totally forgot that we did a special episode. Now people are going to be like, are you guys just getting away from what you're doing? I'll be like, no, no. Megan's got all these rules. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to spice it up. No, fifth Wednesdays only happen every few months. So you're not going to get a ton of them. But every first Wednesday, but everybody as, of, excited. as of last month, we decided that one of us would pick a movie that the other one has not seen. Yes. And make them watch it. And 
discuss it and, and then we see both how forgot. we feel about it. Yeah, and then we both forgot to write down our five favorite things. That's all right. It's all up here. It's in my noggin. <laughs> well, that's good. But last month's movie, I picked it. John had never seen it. We did Now and Then. Mm-hmm. And I gave him the added uh, challenge of picking a movie I've never seen. But if he could pick a movie with that a character from my movie right. that I've never seen, that was an added challenge. And you did succeed. Yeah, your ass got stomped. I picked Airheads, also at Brandon Fraser. Yes, which he had an uncredited role in Now and Then, but he was in it and had speaking lines. It's really crazy. That movie had no reason to have Brandon Fraser in it. It could have been anybody. But yes, this month we are doing Airheads, which... It's a good one. Yep. Except Um, if you're on Rotten Tomatoes, people just did nothing but bury that movie. Well, I mean, again, I like to see what critics and other people say just compared to how I feel, but I don't take it as... I don't like to read it going into the movie. I like to wait until after I've seen it to see how my thoughts and feelings add up to everybody else's. So I can give you a quick synopsis of the movie before we, you give me some numbers and stuff. I'll start it up. Okay. So it says three aspiring rock musicians, Pip, Rex, and Chaz are determined to have their band's demo tape played on the air. Out of desperation, they sneak into a Los Angeles radio station, but when the manager, Milo, meets them with hostility, (laughs) they resort to threatening him with realistic-looking water pistols. Soon the situation escalates, and the none-too-bright rockers get in over their heads. I mean, that's the movie, yeah. That's not too bad. No, that's the movie. So why don't you go ahead and tell us... Yeah. It was released August 5th, 1994. Yes. So, it is a summer movie. That's August is summer. It's hot. <laughs> Got a running time of 92 minutes. So, you know, not bad. Not bad at all. It's pretty good. Yeah. It was rated PG-13. Really? Yeah. It doesn't have anything bad in it. But PG... I, I guess, yeah. Okay, that's fine. No, <laughs> I just thought that was too high for a second, but that's okay. No. Um, it had a budget of $11 million. Definitely didn't make that back. Oh, no. Okay. It made 5.8. Yikes. Even, I mean, it kind of broke even, but not enough to where it deserves a sequel. It didn't break even at all. It only made half its money. Meg, I know that. That's not breaking even. <laughs> I said close. it didn't break even. It didn't make half its money. Okay. I, I mean, I said that, but go on. <laughs> it was just a critical and commercial disappointment. But if you grew up when I did, there's a lot of things about this movie that were fun. Mm-hmm. Like this is the movie that launched Beavis and Butthead. Uh, Beavis and Butthead was already a thing. They weren't big yet. I guess, but I never liked Beavis and Butthead. That's not. That sounds like your loss. Okay. It's I just, always thought they were hilarious. It's stupid. I don't know. I cannot get into it. <laughs> the only people I know that even gave us a positive review, though, was Rolling, the, that guy from Rolling Stone magazine. Oh, well. He's like, they put Opera Man in an actual movie. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Yeah. In case you don't know who Opera Man is. Uh, yeah, so we've got Adam Sandler who plays Pip. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Buscemi. Plays Alex. Rex. Rex, sorry. Rex. I just got the E-X and made a name. Gonna, <laughs> I oh, said Alex. <laughs> oh. He plays Alex. And then Very sweet. Brendan Fraser plays... Chaz. Chaz. Chaz Michael Michaels. And there's a couple other characters in there that are notable oh yeah um what is his name 
Michael McKean, who plays Milo. People would know him from... Uh, oh, my gosh. I recognize not, him I from know, Clue. I know Clue, but what is this is Spinal Tap. Oh. Yes. Very big. Uh, you had Judd Nelson in there playing a swarmy record executive. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Wing. What an awful That's name. An awful name, yeah. yeah. Oh, Ernie Hus- Hudson oh, from God. Ghostbusters. I did the same thing. <laughs> oh, Chris Farley's in this movie. And uh, Harold Ramis is in it for a mm-hmm. second. Speaking a of, of Ghostbusters. Uh, Michael Richards, before he went racist. <laughs> Joe Montagna. He plays uh, Ian the Shark. Yeah, the, the disc big, jockey. Yeah. Yeah, it has a really good cast. Random David Arquette with blonde hair. <laughs> Call him the surfer guy. I, is that how he's credited? I don't even know what he uh, Carter. Be. He's Carter is the surfer Carter? guy. Is it Carter? Okay. <laughs> really, that's about it. You had, uh, this is another movie where you get Adam Sandler getting work for his friends. <laughs> I mean, Adam Sandler. He wasn't even known yet and he still got yeah, his friends work. Yeah, it wasn't super big yet. Oh, this movie has Lemmy in it. Mm-hmm. And Rob Zombie with White Zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And MTV's Kurt Loader. I can't forget him. But I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Her cat looks like it's smiling at me. I'm like, <laughs> I looked over and it scared me. <laughs> oh, just focus in. You'll be all right. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and talk about this movie that I had never seen. I kind of, I knew we owned it. And mm-hmm. I have seen it, like the cover of it, but I have never watched the movie. This movie really it takes a lot of shots at music of the time. Because mm-hmm. this is a real 90s movie, but it's a movie where you had bands like Alice in Chains, Pantera, all of them were really on the rise. Mm-hmm. And so these guys are a band that's taking shots at the Seattle bands like uh, Pearl Jam, uh, Nirvana, mm. Soundgarden, stuff like that. They're talking about real rock and roll because there's just this big grouping of nothing but music. Then rap was still on the rise because, I mean, even Pip brings that up. Yeah, that's true. I had no expectations going into this movie. I didn't look up what it was about. Um, On the surface, I feel like the best way that I... God, and you know what? (laughs) I'm so mad because I was thinking about it when we were watching it. And I'm like, you should write this down. And I said, no, I'll remember. And you know I forgot. But the movie, overall, the vibe of it, there it is. I remembered. Which is funny that Judd Nelson's in it. Because it gives me... um, breakfast club vibes now hear me out oh because they're stuck because they're all stuck in one place and for hours it yeah it takes place in one sitting it's not like several days or weeks or whatever it's in one night uh where breakfast clubs in one day and they're all stuck with all these people and that's the only i mean really that's the only breakfast club tie i had but it gave me those vibes just because of i don't know the no, setup no, of I can it see that. <laughs> this movie has some really memorable scenes. Uh, you want me to start with go number ahead. five? You go ahead with your <laughs> first scene. I really like the scene where Chris Farley goes in. He's looking for Chaz, so Brendan Fraser's girlfriend. And he's like tall, blonde, wearing something tight and black. Great. Grand. <laughs> he's just walking through... <laughs> 
downtown Hollywood on the Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. He's just going club to club trying to find this girl that looks like every girl in Hollywood. I'll be honest, when they gave him the picture to go look for her, I was like, I don't even remember what she looks like in the face. <laughs> it's Because they only show her like twice before that point. And I was like, I don't even know what she looks like. Um, yeah, that scene is hilarious. You have him finally finding her, arguing with her that she needs to get uh, his tape and get back to the studio because they have a real situation. And then you have these guys, this, the these bar, I guess, club goers that are listening to White Zombie. Mm-hmm. Just starting trouble with him for no reason. And they rip his badge off. So what's he do, Meg? Uh, what did he do? Oh, ooh, yes, I forgot. Oh, my God. All right, one of the guys, he's got his nipples pierced. And when they grab the badge off Chris Farley and bend it, they ask, what is he going to do about it? And he grabs one, of, puts his finger through one of the nipple rings and rips it down. Improvise. <laughs> oh, my God, the pain, the pain. I'm telling you what. <gasps> I'm feeling that all these years later, and it's almost 30 years. <laughs> I audibly gasped <laughs> i know you did you were like why <laughs> it hurt just looking at it it hurt um nancy kerrigan over there why why what? oh i guess you don't know anything about that uh figure skating the girl that took out the other had her boyfriend take out the other girl from competing oh okay. busting the knee with a bar yes 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 i remember all right well I'm going to do, I think the first scene I'll talk about is in the, pretty much the beginning when Chaz, Brendan Fraser's character, is sneaks into the... Palatine. Yeah, record. into the studio and tries to get his demo tape to uh, whatever his name is, Wing. I can't, Jug Nelson's character. Yeah, but, Jimmy. Yeah, trying to give him this demo tape and he wants nothing to do with it. And you know immediately that Brendan, I guess I should say Chaz, has snuck yeah. in several times. He's like posing yeah, as like a delivery boy. Time. And they're like, it's that guy again. And they're trying <laughs> to catch him. But it's when he gets back to his apartment and his girlfriend shows up and asks what he did that day. And he tries to like play it <laughs> off like, oh, I talked to the the head of this record company and I gave him my demo tape and she was all excited. And then when she finds out that he snuck in and got kicked out and no one actually even listened to the tape. <laughs> you get this classic, I, I guess nineties, early two thousand scene of her throwing all of his crap out the window. And that like, was in a lot of movies. Yes. First poser. <laughs> I always knew you were a loser. <laughs> she's like throwing she all the piss out of him too. Oh dude. She's got a heck of a freaking right hook there. Uh-huh. She even head butted him. She's like, he's like, Oh my snout. <laughs> she bloodied his lip and everything. Yeah. But uh she threw him out. Threw all his CDs out the window and just watching them oh. hit the pavement. I was like, no. Because he her uh makeup fell in the toilet. Oh yeah. But he told her he's like, you shouldn't leave it on the tank. He was right. That's true. Uh, yes, I guess. But I guess. What a travesty watching all those CDs hit the pavement. I know. They're never gonna be the same. No. <laughs> Always gonna skip. But I just thought that was a funny scene because it happens in so many movies for that time i know like a lot of reason. movies i really like their people's stuff is getting dumped everywhere yeah over balconies mostly mm-hmm. and he rides a motorcycle everywhere yeah you want to know a weird scene i really like 
Is this your second scene? Yes. Go ahead. It's the toy store when he's talking to Rex. Oh. Rex works at a toy store and he's talking about how they're trying to make it. And Rex has this assistant manager that comes up to him and this guy's wanting him to do stuff to close up. And he's like, he's like, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> he said, like, I'm going to tell old man Ma- Covington. Yeah. <laughs> and Brandon Fraser blows him a kiss. Oh my gosh. You talk about being bullied. <laughs> that guy got bullied bad. <laughs> Even stood there with his mouth open. Gross. Well, cause Rex's character, he, or the bass player, the character Rex, he collects toys from the toy store. Like, does he have a yeah. bunch of toys? He has a bunch of guns that got discontinued. <laughs> Water guns that look like actual, yeah. like Tommy Any, guns. Yeah. And <laughs> Every kind of gun you can think of that's been discontinued. And his, when they, unless this is another scene, I guess I'll stop. Or I can use it as my scene. No, no, no. He's uncannily smart. Is that a word? I mean, I'm making an, it's official. <laughs> uncannily smart. Oh my God. It's so uncanny that he knows a lot of stuff like you wouldn't think just people know on a whim mm-hmm. like he's just he knows all that stuff about pepper sauce and why these guns got discontinued and all that yeah so he puts uh puts essentially hot sauce in these guns mm-hmm. and he's like so if anyone tries to give us any static <laughs> he whips out and starts shooting it and everyone's ducking because he's actually shooting hot sauce and he was hitting the uh stretch armstrong that they had hanging in the doorway <laughs> yeah he did hit it in the face though he did a lot mm-hmm. poor stretch <laughs> <laughs> um so my next scene is kind of a continuous scene throughout the movie, which it's like this little side story that you don't, it doesn't focus on a ton, but there's a guy who gets stuck in the building. I knew you were this is where you're going with that. <laughs> I, that's what I was going to talk about next is it's going to be the, go ahead. I don't know the dude's name, but he, Michael Richard, Richards is who he is in real life. They find out that they're, the three guys, the band is in the building and they said they have guns. So they evacuate the building. Well, one guy gets stuck in there and he isn't aware that they're, he thinks they're super violent because every time he catches or overhears their conversation, they're saying really crazy stuff. That's not, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but he overhears them saying things like they're trying to be cool and hard or whatever. Well, Pip got a pep talk (laughs) on how to, uh, how to be more, uh, more Tough. verse and ha- and controlling your hostages. Uh-huh. I guess that's how you can put it. Yeah, I was telling him, like, I'm going to stab your head off. <laughs> With my dick! <laughs> <laughs> the blood's going to come out of your head. There's nothing you can do about it, because I'm a madman. Oh, my God. I do that Adam Sandler voice. But this guy is stuck <laughs> in the building, and he's climbing through the air vents, and he's doing, like, this uh, insider job where he's going to get the get them and get the hostages out like he's working with the police because he thinks it's a super dangerous situation (laughs) and it's really not like everyone in the the hostages they're pretty chill at this point (laughs) except for him he's like going through a rough one already because he has to deal with milo milo's a real dick yes i although i did love the scene where he like got hungry and found his way into the uh the break room yeah no the guy in the oh in the vents yeah like he's got like a sub sandwich and some Funyuns. And he found some <laughs> Briar's ice cream. He just takes it all back into the vent with him. 
wonderful <laughs> but yeah that continuous scene throughout the movie where you just catch blips of this dude climbing through the vents <laughs> and overhearing the most like out of place comments and he's like oh my god they're gonna kill everyone <laughs> there's so many things in the background you can view like uh david arquette's office has all these posters on the wall and it's just all these bands that were getting big mm-hmm. like that giant allison chains poster is really cool and he is dressed like he just came from the beach. Like he has Zumbas on. He does. That's true. <laughs> Spiked bleach blonde hair. And how he talks. You guys are all <laughs> I hate that. I don't even know what you said. Yeah, that's how he talks. Right. <laughs> uh, what's your next Rex. scene? Rex, don't let me back in, Rex. Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't have left. What's your next scene? My next scene, honestly... I think it's where Michael Richards is talking to Milo about how he really needs some time off. He mm-hmm. needs to go see a proctologist because he thinks he might have like hemorrhoids. And Milo's just not hearing any of that. <laughs> because the whole, uh, there's this all, there's a side uh, story going on where Milo is selling the rights to the building off. Mm-hmm. And instead of being a rock channel, because the name of it's Rebel Radio. Yeah. They're going to switch their whole scheme to the rain. Mm-hmm. So you can listen to the soothing calming, sounds. soothing sounds of the rain. Yeah. <laughs> KPPX. That was partially going to be my next. Oh, yeah, that was going to be my next. Uh, just the whole concept of them, them selling the, the record, the mm-hmm. station. Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> but... And I caught this, and you said you never heard it before. And I was like, I heard that first time oh, around. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When they say it's going to get uh, sold, they're all like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to us? And the girl goes. So they're sitting around the table, and this it's the big reveal when you find out. Because he keeps playing it off. Milo, they keep, you keep finding hints throughout the movie that something's going on with the station. Mm-hmm. And he keeps, like, blowing it off and saying it's just something else and then they find definitive proof that it is being sold and that it's going to be called the rain like a big crate in his office yeah he's got like all this merch and stickers and stuff like that easy listening music nothing but easy listening music yeah so he uh he tells them he's like well uh as of sunday at midnight we're switching over to soft rock and everyone's like oh my god and starts freaking out he's like and we also have to restaff <laughs> and everyone's groaning getting mad and the one the blonde chick uh her name is Susie, Susie with twosies um uh, you hear her under her breath she said all those blowjobs for nothing <laughs> <laughs> I'd never caught that before I did I heard it first you did time. I thought that was hilarious I made you rewind it back and everything mm-hmm. she's just so like the look on her face like god dang it <laughs> speaking of which that's my next which that's a different it's a different time y'all yeah very much so my next scene is when uh, Pip and her finally hook up. Mm-hmm. Pip is like this goofy guy, which that's Adam Sandler in every movie. Mm-hmm. He's just this goofy guy. He like cleans pools and all that. She kind of has like the fl- is it Florence Nightingale? Um, you would yeah, because she's t- there. She's a hostage, so yeah. technically yes. But she bumped him really hard with the door and like almost broke his tooth. Mm-hmm. So she got him some ice and stuff like that. So that's how this whole little romance kind of starts. Mm, that's right. And then Pip uh, says that he just wants her to get out okay. And then from there, she starts coming on to him strong. 
and they just start banging on the couch. Oh, Milo's couch. That's right. Yep, because he catches them. <laughs> that scene is hilarious too. Michael Richards is in the vent, like right next to it, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's just trying to—he's just trying to crawl through. Mm-hmm. And there's Adam Sandler just making all these goofy faces, and this girl's making really loud, obnoxious noises. She's like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> Nobody does. No one better do that. No. Good lord. That's that's me now. That this is me now. <laughs> woo. If don't woo. <laughs> <laughs> woo. <laughs> Yay. Hooray. <laughs> what was, okay, to, this is what? totally off topic, but do you remember when we were in Georgia and we were playing the game? Uh, it was like five second rule or something. I don't remember. We were playing with our friends, Matt and Tony, uh-huh. and it was, dang it. I wish I could remember. It was like, say five things that you would say in bed or whatever. Do you uh-huh. remember this? Yeah, because Matt had like this really weird line that he had to he had to say. I can't, <laughs> I can't remember what it was though, but it was hilarious. I don't. Oh my god! If you remember, Matt, if you're listening, you remember because I die. Oh my god, that line. What was it? I'm having a good time. Something like it's that. like something like that. I'm having a good time. <laughs> like who says that? No one says that. Me. Matt, I hope that is me now. Oh, anyway. I'm having a good time. This is great. <laughs> having a wonderful time. He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could think of, and I know that's not. That's Reno 911. That's all right. What are your last words? Uh, he loved it. No. <laughs> no, 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 let me take that back. <laughs> it's too late. You've already said it. Um, it's already out there. All right, so to my fourth part of the movie, I am going to pick, again, it's like, not a single scene. It's a running scene throughout the movie. That's kind of what this movie has. It's so... Da- and it's... Yeah, because the movie happens in one... In just a few hours, really. It's not even a whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, the bulk of the movie happens in just a few hours. So most of the scenes are just like cut and pieced together throughout right. the, you know, the length of the movie. But the one scene is where after Chaz breaks up with his girlfriend and she gets mad at him... She hears them on the radio, not realizing that it's becoming like a hostage situation. She hears him talking on the radio and she, she gets, also doesn't believe it's him. She gets mad and she throws the tape out the window. His the tape with their songs on it, mm-hmm. original songs. And the problem is at the station, all they brought was a reel because Chaz says his voice sounds best on the reel. Someone's stepping on his nuts. <laughs> yeah. If they listen to the cassette. So they're the police are trying to hunt down Chaz's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever she is at the moment, and get the tape from her, not knowing the whole time the tape is lying in a road somewhere where it's getting ran over by cars and peed on by a dog. And it was super frustrating the whole time because I knew that even when they found her, they weren't going to have the tape. I'm like, how are they going to find the freaking tape to play over this radio station? Yeah, you have that car that has... uh the hydraulics. Yeah, and it just starts bouncing on the tape. Mm-hmm. The thing would have got crushed. Yeah, there it should have been in pieces when they found it. Got but, peed on. And she picks it up right after the dog pees on it and just like shakes Steve it Shimmy's off. Steve Buscemi's like really upset about it when she comes there with it. And he's like, this smells like piss, man. <laughs> <laughs> he is funny in this movie. His he hair was a much. choice. but His yeah. hair was awesome, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know if I'd say that. but <laughs> <laughs> He had really long hair. Adam Sandler had like a buzz cut. 
Yeah, he did. And you see him pretty much naked. All he's got is his hat. Yeah, over his junk. I was not expecting. I said, oh my goodness, I'm Sandler. (laughs) You guys are screwing on my, what's he say, like $4,000 couch? If there's one stain. (laughs) And all Adam Sandler says, sorry, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that movie, it has moments. Uh, My next one's probably going to be where they start making their demands. Because mm-hmm. Ernie Hudson's trying to play good cop in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. But he has this guy from SWAT that's just undermining everything he does. Like he has Michael Richards doing this side project inside the building in the vents. Oh, because his wife cheated on him yeah, with, with a pool, pool guy. Boy. Who he automatically thinks is Adam Sandler. Which we don't know that it's not Adam Sandler. Yeah, he also happens to be a pool guy. <laughs> Very well could be. It probably is. <laughs> It was, it was just really, the scenes are really good. I I think Ernie Hudson was a really good choice for this movie. Mm-hmm. He gets Harold Ramis to come in and try to do sort of a fake, he was a fake record producer that was also a cop. Mm-hmm. And they know right away that he's not, you know, because they ask, um, who won a fight, Lemmy or God? Mm-hmm. Lemmy. God. Ah, uh, trick question, dickhead. Lemmy is God. Mm-hmm. See, I knew that line even without seeing this movie. I knew about that line. Yeah. So this movie has some pretty famous parts. You have the prank call on air with Beavis and Butthead, mm-hmm. where they just they get dogged on live air. <laughs> they did. You guys suck. Um, but to my last scene, I guess my fifth scene I'll pick is. Right up towards the end where they, they're they kind of in a pickle here and they have to, essentially they have to sign this deal with Jimmy Wing. Mm-hmm. They don't want to, but they do. and But they have demands and they demand a stage and they want to play a live, because at this point they've, a huge crowd has grown outside because everyone's like, dude, this is super punk rock and these guys out here just demanding and you know whatever whatever they're doing inside the radio station everyone thinks it's the coolest thing ever so this huge crowd has shown up and they've asked for a stage and that they can play their song live in front of everyone yeah and they go to play it this is their single yeah they get there they get their uh guitars their bass the drum and everything and um they go to play and nothing's hooked up there's no sound coming out yeah, and, everything's dead air. There's no no electricity to anything. And Chaz looks at Wing and says, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Well, it's just a it's a music video, so you don't actually play. You just you go along with the words. Yeah, you lip sync, and we put the sound over it later. And they're gonna film it as a music video type thing. And he's super mad. He's like, "We don't lip sync. We're not gonna do yeah. that." And then Rex is like, "I ain't lip syncing for shit, man." Mm-hmm. And Wing tells him they don't have a choice, and he said, "Okay." So they he turns around. Now. Yeah, he Chaz turns around and acts like he's gonna play the first note, and then he ends up taking the guitar off and smashing it, and they destroy the entire set. Which that's is rock a, and roll, right? Which is of course sends everyone over the top, and they start like bum rushing the stage because they love what they're doing up there and. The thing is, is like Jimmy knew right away if they made a video because they were going to go to jail regardless. It just it depends on how long. Yeah. That that's what's going to they were going to sell right away. So recording that video, then 
them going to jail would have put money in their pocket. It would have. And but, it would have made Palestine a lot of money. But they ended up recording a music video in jail. <laughs> so it all turned out fine. And they hired Ian, which you find, like, throughout this movie, you think Ian's just this bitter guy that hates working for the radio station. It turns out he just, it's the music. Oh, I did. I wanted to point that out. When they start destroying the set, the disc jockey, he mm-hmm. looks at the Palestine people and essentially you whatever motion he does he's saying like screw you guys i'm with i'm with the band (laughs) and he definitely craps all over the radio station and the records company and he definitely takes the band's side and then becomes their manager Mm -hmm. and he got them an insane record deal and they only do what like three months in prison yeah like maximum security it was six months three if they're on good behavior right for technically it's a terrorist act truthfully they held hostages with yes even though they weren't real weapons they pretended to have real weapons and and a lot of the stuff they said was on live air oh yeah (laughs) um yeah does Chaz end up with that chick i know they yeah, they get back together. Okay, they're like she dances in the video, and so does uh. That's right, Susie with two Z's. Because they were even getting together and breaking up right there at the end when she shows up with the tape. She's like, "I love you so much," and then he doesn't stand up for her when Rex goes off on her about something. Yeah, <laughs> he calls her. He calls. He calls her Yoko. Oh my god! <laughs> oh lord! Uh, another part of that. The ending's so good because it says they get this little like uh, comment bar that says what the band did after they got out. Their mm-hmm. albums went tri- triple platinum. <laughs> yeah. So right. I mean, right place, right time. Which I don't even think we have once mentioned the band's name. The Lone Rangers. Which I've hated <laughs> that since I since I heard that on the movie. Mm-hmm. Like even as a kid, like when I was learning my vows and then how to pluralize and stuff like that mm-hmm. i was like how's that work you can't just have like the lone rangers how are they alone so you're three alone rangers that are together so you're not alone <laughs> like right and they didn't get it he tells them like you can't make it a plural it's the lone ranger <laughs> yeah and then pip's like i don't understand what you're saying right now <laughs> uh and then one of the other bands what was the name of the other band that played? And there's like, these names are stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh. The band that they were trying to compete with. Yeah. Wasn't something that... like Thunder or... Sons of Thunder. That's it. Don't hate me. <laughs> Actually, I would have listened to that song. That song's a banger. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> I'll be honest. It's better than Brandon Fraser trying to sing. So that was him actually singing? Yes. Was Johnny doing out on a Tuesday night? <laughs> Johnny can't read. Johnny can't write. Kids <laughs> just don't understand. There were some songs throughout the movie that I thought it was Adam Sandler singing. I don't believe it was, but it sounded like him. And I can't believe they didn't have him do a song in it, period, because that's like his thing. Yeah. We had so much Rob Zombie in that movie. Just too much. Too much white zombie. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatevs. Um, I still gotta get my last one, don't I? You already did. Did I? Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you got another one, an honorable mention, hit it. I with, do. Hit my honorable it. mention, honestly, I think it's where the girl's playing her Sega 
Game Gear. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, walk up to her with the guns. Oh, that's right. And they later <laughs> let her go. I love when they go through the building gathering the people up. Because <laughs> they have Yvonne, who, oh my God, that awkward conversation between Pip and Yvonne where he's yeah. talking about black people and saying some... I understand why you're so angry. Yeah. Uh... She's like, excuse me? <laughs> and he starts talking about rap and how he listens to rap. Yeah. And some concert that he was going to go to. He's yeah. like, I went to a concert. I know where, why you're so angry. And I was yeah. like, what the heck? Yeah. And the other guy who's a big Jimi Hendrix fan, he's like, you get what I'm saying, G? Oh, God. Adam, Adam Sandler is painfully white. <laughs> yes. That. And also, like, really he's polite. So, yeah. <laughs> like, he has good intention. He's just... <laughs> After they, like, hold the... In the very beginning, when they show the guns and they tell everyone when they mean business, he hands over the reel to... The disc jockey, and he's like, sorry, you're going through this. Yeah. <laughs> like, he apologizes for everything that they're doing. The freaking reel, uh, they they spooled the the tape in backwards. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when it starts playing, it starts really, like, tearing the tape up. Mm-hmm. And they uh, left an a-, a cigarette in an ashtray, and it started burning it up. And Adam Sandler is freaking out. <laughs> Put it out, please! <laughs> oh no yeah i love when they gather the people up yeah and they go into that guy's room and when milo tries to tell him he has to come with him and he's like don't Mm -hmm. you not get out of my room (laughs) and then he pulls the gun out or he chaz steps out from behind him with the gun he goes oh (laughs) that's how we're doing it okay (laughs) yeah milo's easily so dislikable he is he's while they've got him tied up and they're figuring out the hostage situation. He is calling in a sponsor. Mm-hmm. He's still tr- he's still doing work while while a hostage tied up in a chair. Yeah, literally doing everything with his tongue and nose. Yeah, ugh. Can you imagine? He opens the door with his mouth. Ugh. Yuck. Yeah. Gross. All them germies. <laughs> well, that was a ton of honorable mentions. I guess there we go. <laughs> because did you know? Did the woman who played Yvonne look familiar to you at all? Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you what she's in, though. I can. It's Orange was, is the New Black. She's the gray-haired older woman. Oh, the woman that talks with an accent. Yes. I can't remember where she's from. It's the other one's Russian. I don't know where she's from. But yeah, she's that's the same lady. Okay. That makes more sense. Crazy. You got some trivia or are you just going to sit there? I, I do have time. some trivia. Thank you. And... Unfortunately, I don't have a ton. There doesn't seem to be a lot on this movie. I mean, short of reading continuity errors and things like that, Mm -hmm. which I don't want to read that. I do have a piece of trivia. Okay. I can give real quick. Go ahead. This movie made Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler lifelong friends. Was this their first movie together? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. And who else was in this? Dante? Or was it Dante? Who was it there? Oh, yeah. Peter Dante. Uh... Uh, what is his real name? Alan Covert. That's, yeah. He plays the cop that tries to arrest Adam Sandler. And you see him for five seconds. I don't even know if he I'm has a speaking you, he, line. He just got all of his friends' work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, with the, the trivia that I found, there wasn't a ton except if I wanted to add continuity errors or things that they messed up or did wrong in the movie, which, whatever, it happens. It's bound to happen. Why well, add your stuff, yeah? 
Okay, so the first piece of trivia I have, and if none of this surprises you, I'm sorry. I just didn't have a lot to go off of. No worries. First one is, the Lone Ranger's hit single, uh, Degenerated, is actually a song by the 1980s group, punk group, Reagan Youth. That's a real song. That's a real song? Mm Mm-hmm. It's by a punk group named Reagan Youth. Wow. There's that. Now, you said there was a lot of Rob Zombie and White Zombie. There shouldn't have been. There almost wasn't. That they were not the first pick. Can I guess the first pick? Go for it. Am I going to know who it is? Yeah, you know who they are. You don't like them, but... Uh, was it Soundgar- Soundgarden or somebody like that? No. I actually do like Soundgarden. Oh, I don't like them. I don't believe so, no. I would be genuinely surprised if you tell me you like anything by this band. <laughs> and it's a rock band? Mm, no. No. <laughs> oh, then I'm never going to get it. Okay. It's a death metal band. Oh, my God. Is it like Cannibal Corpse or something it like that? It is Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They already put them in freaking Ace Ventura. Well, there you go. Let me read my trivia for you. Cannibal Corpse was originally set to play the movie, but when they found out that they played in Ace Ventura, which at the time they played because that was Jim Carrey's favorite band. I believe that. What in God's name? Yeah, he's talked about that. There's an actual interview with him talking about Cannibal Corpse. That's, I was like blown away that. Have you ever he seen Jim Carrey do the impression of the lead singer? No. Like his singing? No. Jim Carrey's impressions are insane. I couldn't believe he was doing it just like that guy without trying. Good Lord. Anyway, they wanted Cannibal Corpse, but because of Ace Ventura, they the producers opted for White Zombies. So they were not the first choice. Okay. Uh, that movie helped blow them up too. White Zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm still stuck on the Jim Carrey Cannibal Corpse thing that he liked their music. Have you ever like read the lyrics? Because I know you can't understand them. No, I, I they're not a band I'm big on. I know some of you might be, so don't let don't let me disliking them stray you from liking them. If you like them, you like them. It's just right. uh, it it's a me. preference. <laughs> it's a preference more than anything else. All right. So the movie was filmed at Fox Plaza 2121 Avenue of the Star Century City, Los Angeles, California. That's so they did shoot all of it in California. Yeah. The building shares a parking lot with the one used as the Nakatomi Plaza in Die Hard, <laughs> which it is spoofed in this movie. Die Hard is spoofed in this. I assume yeah, because Michael to, Richards is crawling to the That's fence. what I was saying. It has to be Wait a second. Fence. So the building that Chaz tries to uh, infiltrate in the beginning, it, is that the, Nakatomi? No, the building shares the parking lot with the one that was okay. used for Nakatomi Plaza. Not the same building. Okay, so when addressing the crowd of rockers, Chaz declares, quote, they've got the guns, we've got the numbers. This is a line from the song Five to One by The Doors. Oh, yeah. Which I'm not a fan of The Doors, so I wouldn't have I like The Doors. I mean, I'm not like crazy, crazy about them, but I do like The Doors a lot. Yeah. Um, Like, People Are Strange is one of my favorite songs. mm Mm-hmm. And that's in one of our favorite movies. Oh. Okay, so we talked about Michael Keane being in Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. Mm Mm-hmm. Around the 40-minute mark, when Rex, Pip, and Susie are collecting CDs to play on the air, there is a poster for This is Spinal Tap on the wall that can be seen between the door and the desk. I think that has kept him in relevance for his whole life. Oh, really? Because This is, this is Spinal Tap is a great movie. 
It mm. spoofs all that great 80s hair metal. Yeah. They're a band that started off. They're a band that switched with the times. Like that's the premise of the movie. And now they're a hair metal band. Mm. And people just dump on them. So they're at like the end of their rope. Oh. It's, this is Spinal yeah. Tap is one we'll definitely talk about later. Yeah. Have you ever even seen it? Bits and pieces. I don't know if I've seen it all together. You know how I always say mime is money? Mm-hmm. That's from that sure. movie. I don't know if you, I've ever heard you utter I that. I say it all okay. the time. Okay. All right. So the line you talked about earlier, great, grand, wonderful, uttered yeah. by Chris Farley is also the same one he utters in Billy Madison. Oh, yeah. When he's eating, eating his uh, banana. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, and Brendan Fraser was not the first pick to play Chaz. Really? Do you want to guess who it was? Like, we cannot get away from this guy. Is he a friend? No, I don't think so. If they are, it's not uh, I'm aware of. Was he an Encino man with Brandon Fraser? I don't think so. Oh my gosh. We can't get away from him, you said? Yeah. Shit. Uh, I was going to say Pauly Shore, but no, that... We've covered a few movies with him already. Really? Mm-hmm. John Cusack? It is John Cusack. He would have worked out good in that, too. He was really good in all those, uh, like, uh, rock and roll movies. Mm-hmm. I, like, what was the one we just watched with him not too long ago? About the record store? That was really good. With? John Cusack. About the record store. Yeah, he's a record store owner that keeps uh, going, oh, talking about his relationships. Yeah. Why did we watch that? That was random. Because it had John Cusack in it. I guess. I don't remember what it was called. It's kind of a weird movie. Yeah. It was early 2000s, I think. So, Well, sometime in it the was 2000s. Like, yeah, it was like, some, nah, I think it was like a late 90s movie. Like, like right at like 1999. I don't know. Now it's going to bother me. I'm going to have to look it up. I'll look it up. How about that? Um, okay, so, and I said this, I said this. What? There was also someone else considered for the role of Kayla, which is Chaz's girlfriend. Do you know who it was? I already guessed this, didn't I? Because I thought she looked like somebody else. Well, who do you think? I said it was going to be somebody like, uh, Jenny McCarthy or someone like that. I said this name specifically, and I'm glad I was right, because I said she looks like the great value Christina Applegate. Oh, That's who was okay. considered for this role. And that, not that this girl wasn't... She would have been red hot for that too, though. Right. Not that the girl who played Kayla wasn't pretty or good in the role or anything like that. But I'm saying, if you look at her, she looks like an off-brand Christina Applegate. That's <laughs> the first thing I said when I saw her. You just want to say great value without saying it. What'd I say? No, I just, you just wanted to call her the great value Christina Applegate. Oh, I get, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, high, inf- high Fidelity about the record store. It came mm. out in 2000. So, you were right. came out in 2000. Nice. I ha- Just the way John looks in that movie, it had to be well, older. Well, honestly, it would have been shot in, the ni- in 1999, so we both win. Um, I'll give you one more piece. How about this? Because le- the rest of these are kind of weird, but um, not weird. They're just little things. The members of the band Sons of Thunder are actually members of another group called the Galactic Cowboys. So they were a real band. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, man, these guys look look like ro- actual rock stars. Like the lead singer looks like he should be in a band. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's wearing the tiki mask as a 
chess piece though i know it was weird okay last one i swear i saw this i'll i'll no give problem. it out. this is the only movie that adam sandler and brendan fraser have been in together yeah they just had a conversation not too long ago and they brought they talked about this movie Right. It's surprising considering how many people each of them have worked with that they've never crossed paths again since that moment in time. And Adam Sandler gets anybody he's ever met work. Mm-hmm. It's weird. He is such a great dude. Yeah. I told like, you, I saw a picture the other day online where it was Adam Sandler. It was a couple different pictures of him walking down the street <laughs> wearing basketball shorts and an oversized t shirt and like carrying a coffee or something. Or Nothing a jar crazy. of pickles. Yeah. Those, those pictures keep popping up at him just with a jar of pickles. And it said, my man's worth millions and this is his drip. <laughs> I was like, I can't stand you guys. Internet wins, <laughs> but it's man. true. He doesn't, he's not he flaunting. Doesn't, he doesn't care about anything. being rich. I always think of during COVID at the, the height of COVID when masks were still required and things like that, that, the story came out that Adam Sandler and his daughter went into an IHOP and the girl oh, behind the yeah. counter didn't recognize him with the mask on. And she told him it was going to be like a 30 minute wait or whatever. And he wasn't mad or anything. He just said, okay, that's fine. Never mind. Thanks anyway. And left. And then everyone was giving this girl like so much crap for turning away Adam Sandler. I said, first of all, he didn't throw a fit. He wasn't mad. He's not going to use his celebrity card to get what he wants. When she told him it was going to be like a long wait, he said, okay, that's fine. And left. Like he didn't make a scene or anything, but everyone wanted to like crap all over this girl for not taking care of Adam Sandler. She's like, I literally didn't know it was him because of the mask. And But I feel like. And he didn't. I guess until I'm in that position, I feel like even with a mask, you got to recognize. Yeah. Adam he, Sandler. You're say the the egg-shaped he, the, head. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I know you're going to bring up the head. Yeah, it's true, though. He's got a very distinct head. Honestly, like, I'm glad Brandon, Brandon Fraser had his comeback. He won the Oscar this year and all that. For the whale, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was a really good time to talk about this movie because Adam Sandler had his resurgence. So did Brandon Fraser. And mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi uh, has talked a lot about things going on in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a firefighter. He just re- released that story not too long ago about being at ground zero for 9-11. Oh, wow. And he did it without any publicity and all that. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. All these good people. You, if I say this about s- several celebrities, but I mean it. If anything bad comes out about Brendan Fraser or Adam Sandler. I know. I'm going to be destroyed. I It's going to hurt a lot. Like, I... <sighs> Especially since you know me so well. I have like a literal shelf that's nothing but Adam Sandler movies. I just, I think of celebrities in the past where I'm like, I love that person. I love their work. Like they're, they're wholesome human beings. Keep them safe at all costs. And then you find out they're garbage. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, you were on a downhill, just. That slope's going. Yes. It's getting steep, buddy. Like, good God. You can't keep dating 18, 19 year olds. That one hurt. I was like, Leo, no. <laughs> I know. I, I saw it in your face when that whole thing came out. But I admit it. He's That's wrong. That's gross. You're like almost 30 plus years their senior dating girls, teenagers. What are you doing? <laughs> still living a bachelor lifestyle. like That's like George Clooney shit and people still praise him. Ugh, awful. Jesus. Um. <laughs> Anyway, totally off topic. This I'm done with trivia. Yeah, I'm this done with. <laughs> I'm done with no, trivia but, now. Uh, 
going back to talking about Adam Sandler, like we stuck with him when people dumped on him. Like there was like a good five year span where people did nothing but talk terribly about him. He had a bad run of movies. And honestly, it kind of started, I think personally, when he signed with Netflix, it was a bumpy start. And I, I don't said, think it was oh, that. No. I think it was Jack and Jill that started all of it. Wasn't it around the same time? Because then he went with Netflix and then released Ridiculous Six, and that was an oh, god awful. I think it movie. was a couple of years later, but like he had, shoot, let, let me just pull up the list. Yeah, it was just a bad run of movies. Couldn't catch a break. Uh, I mean, it was a joke for a long time that Jack and Jill really was, was like the f- the first zero rating on Rotten Tomatoes or something. I'm sure that's not true, but no, um, they've had other movies that were way worse than that. But it's the one that got the most publicity about being the lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> which I never, I think I tried to watch Jack and Jill with you and I was not into it at all. <laughs> and Ridiculous Six, I watched it and hated every second of it. I wish I could get that time back. <laughs> I didn't have any real like praise for that movie. I thought it was going to be way better and it was just so stupid it wasn't even slapstick it was just like toilet humor the entire time it was so stupid yeah really that that's a good way of putting it that's exactly what it was all right so i'll i can tell you exactly when it started so he goes from jack and jill to that's my boy that's my boy is not a bad movie it's just it's It's cringy it's cringy yeah but he does hotel transylvania people never really like pan Adam Sandler to that because he, it's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's successful. It's had several uh, sequels. Right. I think it even got a TV show or something. Yes. I mean, but, he doesn't voice the TV show. That's too much time away from other projects, but still. But I mean, he had some ones I really like come out after that. Like he did uh, Grown Ups 2 and Blended. Mm-hmm. He did the cameo in Top 5, the uh, Chris Rock movie. That was pretty good. His but Netflix movies started getting better. They were they started bad, and I said, yes. oh, no, Adam, no. But then he'd have, like, a bomb that would come out right in the middle of all that. Like, he did, like, The Cobbler with Steve Buscemi in that. That movie's terrible. I've not terrible. seen it. Uh, but then he did Pixels, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. I think you might be right, Megan. I think all of this really started with... Because he did Hotel Transylvania 2, and that was a big movie when it came out. Mm-hmm. But then The Ridiculous Six comes out, then The Do-Over. Do-Over's not that bad, Do-Over though. was okay. I like that one. Uh, but then Sandy Wexler was terrible. I don't I don't think I even finished that. Whew. He did some bad ones. The Week Of. That one, I think, was that the one that I said was really hard for me to watch? Like, it was just yeah. secondhand embarrassment through the whole thing. But he made his comeback. Like, Hotel Transylvania came out, and it did really good. Murder then, Mystery, I think, was the yeah, big... That's what I was getting ready to say. It went from Hotel Transylvania 3 right to 100% fresh, which made people love him again. I have not seen that. I, I loved it a lot. That Chris Farley song is so touching. Oh, is it just stand-up? Yeah. Okay. And then he goes right from that to Murder Mystery... Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems was, first of all, had no idea it was an A24 movie, which uh-uh. that surprised me, um, which it's it's out of his wheelhouse. The character he played in that was so over the top. hard to watch in a different way. Like, it was, 
Um, I had anxiety through the whole movie. I would only recommend watch it maybe once <laughs> because it's good, but it's just so fast paced and there's so much happening the entire time. Yeah. But his character is nothing like he's a, I've ever seen him play before. Um, it definitely gave him a chance to do something out of his comfort zone and it worked. So, but murder mystery, when it came out, I remember there being something said that, Again, this is during the COVID height, I think, when it... Is that when it came out? Mm-hmm. During COVID? Or was it before? You're talking about... I think murder mystery. I think not... Ne- it wasn't COVID, but because it came out on streaming as opposed to a theatrical release. They said lot. if it would have been a theatrical release, it would, it would have, have made like six-figure, mul- like million... It would have I been, don't know how to... It would have been the top-grossing movie for its release. Yeah, it would have made like several over a hundred million or something stupid. Yeah, it the amount of times it was it would streamed. Have made crazy money. But don't had, quote me on that. I just no. I don't remember the exact but he, number. But you also had like him release Who Hubie Halloween, which I really liked. It was a good fun family movie. Yeah. When you actually just realize it's a movie for kids, people should realize that. It is it, it's, it's a fun. sillier movie, but it was fine. The Murder Mystery Two was good. Mm-hmm. Hustle was really good. The basketball movie, I liked that a lot. Uh, you watched that with, I saw part of it, but I wasn't, I didn't stick around for some reason. I probably had something to go on. I like that we ended up talking about all of Adam Sandler's movies. (laughs) We talked a little bit about Brandon Fraser. Yeah. He's just such a good dude. Then Brandon Fraser, you don't hear any bad things about him in Hollywood either. He disappeared for a long time. And when he came back, it was a very emotional comeback. He did work in another Adam Sandler movie though. Adam Sandler just didn't play in it. He's Hmm. in Dickie Roberts. That's right. Yes, but they've not been on screen together no, since. But him That's and David true. Spade definitely have been. Because he plays himself in that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he corrects people on how to say his name. Because mm-hmm. they say Frasier. He's like, yeah. it's Fraser. <laughs> and that's that movie is the reason I say we his name We also need to correctly. talk about the fact that Brendan Fraser's from our home state. From Indiana. Wasn't he like Bloomington or something? Uh, Indy. But I think like, he might have been born in Terre Haute. Oh, no. I thought he lived around like IU or something. I could be wrong. We could both be. It could be like Evansville. It could be South Bend. Who knows? I'm thinking of the bigger cities because I don't think he's from a podunk town. I think he's. No, he was. Uh, he lived in Indianapolis. That's where he was born. Okay. Look at that. Yeah. Represent. And I remember a long time ago, <laughs> our friend Matt was telling me uh, they went to, what was it? It was like the Indiana Museum, mm-hmm. and his picture was in there. I would have never known that. He, he wouldn't have told me that. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, shoot. We should probably wrap this up. Uh, we just got yeah, like on a crazy tangent. Uh, are we going to rate it? We rated mine, right? We didn't rate anything. For now and then, we didn't do a rating? Oh, we did. We should got to rate this. Okay, let's rate Rewatchability, it Rewatchability, um, uh, three. I'll also give it a three. It's okay. It's, it's fun to rewatch. It's, it's like just, a rainy day movie to yeah, me. Yeah, and you also forget like. about it because Adam Sandler has really great movies. Also, Brendan Fraser has like the Mummy movie and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he is really good in that. Mm-hmm. Gotta get rid of the other ones, though. <clears throat> no. No. That second one's awful. Oh, the Mummy movie. I thought he meant his other movies. I was like, what in God's no. name? No, no, no. I love Encino Man. Anyway, yeah, so rewatch three. That's fine with me. 
So um, it's legacy. Oh, well, Brendan, um, Brendan Fraser's on the comeback trail. Not because of this. Not because of this. The movie as a I, whole, I think two. I will also give it a two because even as someone who's never seen this movie until it's a now, cult movie. it has that one movie or the one movie, the one quote that Lemmy is God. I know that <laughs> one without ever having ever seen this movie. You didn't like. So I'll give it that. Gonna stab their heads off with his dick. <laughs> you remember that one? No, I've not heard that before. <laughs> I mean, I might even say one and a half. That one line is not going to save it. There's hardly any. Uh, there's really no legacy to this that I know of. Because <laughs> as someone who's never seen it before, I feel like yeah, you in uh, my head I'm a pretty good tell that watching it I should have been able to pull stuff out and like, oh my god, that comes from this movie and that's from this movie. That didn't happen. There right, was really just the nothing. Let me as God. So yeah, I'm gonna st- like a one and no, a half. No, that's fine. Okay, so aesthetic and music. What'd you get you gave it a two? Yeah. So yeah, three the, and a two the so soundtrack, far. the look, the feel of the movie, the it's casting. Very, 90s, very rock and roll. Great cast. Mm-hmm. This this is like a 10 out of 10 cast, maybe 11 out of 10. Yeah, good casting. Even just like the uh, secondary characters mm-hmm. were really All good. good. Soundtrack was fun. It, yeah, if you really good. If you're into punk, rock, rock and roll, things like that. Metal. Yeah, this is... Even rap. This is it. There wasn't rap in it. Yes, there was. They talk about rap, but I don't remember any rap songs in it. I am positive because they were talking about something. And wasn't the guy listening to rap in his room before uh, they oh, took him out of maybe. it? Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I a lot, a couple different genres in there for for everyone. So that's cool. Uh, the look of it, it's <laughs> it's a 90s movie. <laughs> it's, uh, they're definitely, this movie's going to age. And ever, this is a time capsule movie. It's like that was the for 90s. For sure, time, time capsule movie. Like that was peak cool in the 90s for like the punk rock scene <laughs> i would say like the, the just straightforward rock and roll like, yeah I, i'm saying punk loosely i guess um yeah. it wasn't really punk mostly just rock and roll yeah even though it features the ramones at mm-hmm. the end of the soundtrack i'll give it a four i think that's fair i'll give it a four mm-hmm. can we just good. give it the same rating again I gave it a one and a half on Legacy. I couldn't go much higher than that. I did drop it down a little bit. Okay. I'll yeah. I'll stick with a two. Just because Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser have this on their resume. And mm-hmm. it will get brought up. Overall, I liked the movie. But I think I'm only going to give it a two. I just... I would I might reach for this on a rainy day. But it, it was okay. This is a movie I can watch with friends. Yeah. And have a good time. Yeah, it's like, definitely something, if I'm throwing it on, I'm probably not going to have 100% of my attention on it. <laughs> that right. sounds terrible. I'll give it a... I was going to say, it's like a, a two and a half or a three. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I'm glad you made me watch it, though. I think it's worth a watch. It's definitely... Mm-hmm. You definitely got to check it out at least once, so... Yeah. That's going to wrap up this week's episode. Wrap it up. So next week is going to be back to kind of normal. <laughs> yes. Because we're not, uh, we're going with the summer camp theme. If we can make this work, that's what we're mm-hmm. going to stick with. Are you ready for the birds and bees? 
the apple trees. A whole lot of fooling around? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So stick around and we'll have a little sneak peek for next week's episode. Little sneaky peeky. Uh, that's grease. Yeah. Yes. All right. Cover grease. <laughs> See you next week. See ya. Bye. Next week on the Retro Club. Honestly, I, this is one of your favorite movies. We've watched this movie a lot, and I've never picked it once. You've been the one that's picked it every time. I think it's a, I think it's a sleeper. Like it's one of those. I, I don't know if it's my favorite, one of my favorite movies, but it's one that I can't it's a comfort a, movie. I it's think. so good. <laughs> and John Candy is one of the most lovable people you'll ever see on film. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is one of his best movies. Also, Dan Aykroyd's. Like, there's not a lot of things I really like Dan Aykroyd in, but I love him in this. He's such a jerk in this. I always, my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes is when they're grilling out and he's making oh, the, the lips hot and assholes. Yeah, he goes, oh, I guess I'm like lips and assholes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm like, like, you know assholes. what they make those out of. <laughs> And I like lips. And he kisses his wife. Oh, God. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd's just like over the top jerk in this. He's a, uh, he's, uh, he's like a yuppie. Yeah, but he's fake. Yeah. It's all fake, which is the he's worst part. He's the creepy part. twins. Ugh, God. As a twin. Kara. Mara. <laughs> look, as a twin, I, I do not identify. Oh, I didn't even think about that part. You and Kelsey being twins. Did if your dad just was like Megan, Kelsey, until <laughs> angels want to go outside and catch fireflies? Oh Lord, Kelsey and I could never. We were not the twins to try to like creep people out when we were growing up. Even though you guys were like switch places. Yeah, the one time we did, and everyone about crapped their pants was Halloween. That when- was a brilliant costume idea. Who came up with that? I th- just I think it was a joint idea. I'm not sure, but it's when Kelsey still had long hair, and we were uh, we were in high school, mm-hmm. and we said it was like last minute. We had a Halloween party, and we said let's just dress as each other. So did we, you guys win that? The best. I costume? don't know. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. Because there's nothing that could beat that. Because you guys literally flip flopped, well, and people and couldn't tell you apart. I even had her drive my car to the party when she pulled up, so mm-hmm. that way when she got out of the car. It would be Megan, quote unquote, driving. and That's brilliant. Um, so That's when a- we walked up, everyone was like, you guys didn't dress up. And they were super mad. And it took about, a, it took a couple of seconds. And everyone's like, oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> it was fun. Oh, we can't do that now. But <laughs> unless I chop all my hair off. How do you feel, John, if I just. I don't like your hair. It's time to. Did what? I say that out loud? <laughs> oh, my God. You said that so confident. Jesus. I don't. I don't like like your your hair. hair. Period. That's the end of the sentence.